0: disturbing. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And uh, we're we we finally made it. We are going to be talking about the Light of the Republic novel from the Star Wars High Republic uh, Light Publishing of the Jedi, Initiative. Not- did I, what did I say? Light of the Light Republic. Of the, Republic. Hey. <laughs> the High Republic and the, the Light of the Jedi. Just put up. it all to one. That's Honestly, with was. as many times, with as many times as I read, we are all the Republic in this book. Oh, it, 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 it could have been called Light of the Republic. It really could. have That's fair. Um. So, yeah. Anyways, so we're talking about this novel. Um. It's gonna be a fun episode. I. Well, I'm not gonna promise that, but. I'm like 99.9% sure that it's going to be a really fun episode. Um, it's up to your interpretation. But um, but before we begin, uh, I'll give you a brief summary of what the episode's going to be about and what it's going to be like. So give you some structure. We're going to do some shopkeeping stuff, and then we're going to dive into it. So first and foremost, uh, we are going to do the shopkeeping stuff. We're going to go over our initial thoughts, hopefully as... Not detailed as possible, because if if we get detailed, that's gonna be where we're gonna rabbit trail and it's gonna derail this whole thing right uh, and then we're gonna go over a uh, detailed summary of the novel. I was gonna write one, but there was one that I found on the internet that was already written on a website that was done very well, and it's way better than I could write anyways, so. We're gonna just read that. And then the last section, and I would imagine the longest section, is going to be us uh, going through some discussion points that Jeremiah, bless his heart, has written for us ahead of time. And we we don't know what these are. It's kind of like kind of like a cantina discussion. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. but probably not as surprising. No. <laughs> since we since we really no, know, what well, we're, we're be we about. know what it is. Yeah. So fine. OK, so uh, let's go over the shopkeeping items really quickly. So first and foremost, we have social media. Surprise, if you know that already, this is no, no surprise. Uh, but for those of you listening to the first time, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're excited that you're here. Um, and you're joining a larger Empire Radio Star Wars family. When you're like, oh, man, how can I interact with this family? Well, like I said, we have social media. So, you can uh, join the conversation and uh, keep track with what we're doing on Instagram and Facebook, both of which are at Empire Radio Podcast. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast, where we will post uh, video episodes of the recordings of the, the live recordings of these podcasts, as well as other content like product reviews, really funny stuff, um, toy hunts, fun toy. stuff. Surprise it's, Christmas gifts for... Surprise like, Christmas gifts, yeah.
1: Surprises, you know. And
0: and if and if you're wondering what my, my in-laws are like, well, my father-in-law, if you're wondering what my father-in-law is like, that is the video to watch because there is a massive amount of him in the background of the video. Yeah, that is true. And it's really funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you can go uh, subscribe and hit the bell icon over there to stay up to date with some of the video content uh, that we're putting out. And then last but very much not least this is kind of a two-parter. one, we have a discord. Um, and so if you want to interact with the three of us and other Empire radio fans directly, uh, sometimes in real time because there'll be there are times that even all three of us are on and we're like actively talking with people uh, that's that's the way to do it. So if you want to join that, head over to the link in our bio on Instagram as well as a pinned post on Facebook. And you can click that link. It's an invitation link. You can sign up and then join the conversation. We've been having a lot of fun. We've been having some really, really good conversations about uh, the Light of the Jedi book, The Mandalorian, you know, kind of peripheral supplementary media that has been coming out that has related to some of the stuff. Like, it, we, we pretty much cover everything, including memes, which is always a fun time, especially when they're fan made. And they happen to relate directly to the three of us. <laughs> and they're usually Mostly Jeremiah. But the second part of this is that uh, we do stream the recordings of these episodes live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Empire Radio. Um, last time I said that, I did not get it right. This time I did. So uh, you can go over there Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. 9 p.m eastern all the other time zones i believe in you you can do it you can figure it out um but we stream live on twitch and you can see all of this live as it's happening and you can talk with other people in the chat (laughs) Below, (laughs) below uh the live stream i'm laughing because uh one of our our viewers just mentioned boom boom boom
1: and that's a meme about jeremiah so go but you will only
2: out. understand the meme if you listen to my bad batch fan fiction which we just finished season two yes. hey, last good. week yeah, and it was good. It was very yes. emotional those t- yes. drew and andrew were holding back tears the whole time like it was it was pretty uh pretty great yeah
1: yes it was yeah. Discord is definitely a way to get connected with the community, so make sure you become, you know, become part of the fleet, and yeah, Imperial Fleet, man, that's where it's at. So, and you can make fun of yeah. us as much as you want with memes. It's fine. We we're yeah. okay with it. Especially there if there could funny. be could be a T-shirt coming out of Jeremiah's memes. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who I knows? Hope not. I mean,
0: <laughs> who knows? Anything can happen at this point, in the you know, it's, it's possible. Happens. All right, no, so no. If, if you want to connect with us, those are your five ways to connect with us uh, direct, directly to varying degrees. Um, and we would love it if you did. We're not anything other than three guys talking about Star Wars without you guys. <laughs> so we really appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, being involved in Discord and everything else. Um, but now let's go ahead if you if you're remotely like if you've even if you've only been listening a week you're gonna know what's about to happen but let's uh go ahead and fly on over to the next segment of the podcast. I am aware that there are no tie fighters in the high republic era, but until I get a, a vector sound effect or. To long, one of the mini long what is, it, what is it called? Long. long beam? One yeah. of those, or the start. Uh, whatever. But yeah. yeah. Until I get one of those, we're gonna do the TIE fighter now. <laughs> uh, here is a new sound. That I would imagine will be making a uh, a reoccurring, uh, cameo, if you will. You guys ready for that? Yes. Spoiler.
1: spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: That is the official, not official <laughs> Empire Radio spoiler alarm. So from now on, if you hear if you hear that, this is your warning. Okay. Everything after that
1: spoiler alert why it goes off too.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you really wanted to later, I can have you record. I can record you saying it and then I can add it into the sound. No, you don't want to do that. No, no. But, but, I was like, no, you don't want to do it. He's like, no, "No, you're good. No, no, no. But,
1: Andrew, I think you pushed a little early because we normally push it like 40 minutes into the episode. So you're a little jumping the gun to warn them. We're normally late on that.
0: I'm warning them because pretty much anything after this point related to this novel, if you have not read the novel, you've not or you've started you haven't finished it yet and you care about having plot points and the ending of the story spoiled for you ahead of time this is your warning okay so we want you to listen to the episode but we would rather you finish the book if that's your thing before you listen to us dissect it and go through a plot summary and all this stuff so this is your warning you have been warned as of right now you are in spoiler territory awesome cool all right so like I said, let's start with some uh summaries some quick summaries of what we thought drew you wanna you wanna go my go go drew all right
1: so for me uh it wasn't my favorite star wars book um i I thought it jumped a lot
0: as like a no, no book pun intended oh Bruh. like yeah hyper- like.
1: Joke. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got the joke. You're warning number one. Okay. But anyways. Um, but anyways, yeah, I just thought it jumped a little bit too much for my, like it was kind of hard at first to keep track of who is who. I don't know if any of you guys felt like there that. were
0: A lot of characters. A yeah. Of and, characters.
1: and I, I figure, I feel like more we're familiar with it. It's going to be easier to follow yeah. along because we don't know any of them, except they randomly drop hints about Yoda, which I just think is just to, like, hey, by the way, this is still the same Star Wars. Like, it's trying to grab at us. I thought it was really, like, honestly, I thought it was... Don't hate me, but I thought it was kind of stupid. But... Because I just think it's just, like, either give us Yoda or, like, don't give us him. Like, it doesn't matter. And, like, their points were, like... I felt master Yoda using the force at the same time I did like, cool. Like, why do we need to know this? Like, yes, Yoda's super powerful. Yes. He's hanging out with kids all the time. Like that's, we don't need to know that he's doing this. Like, unless we're going to have some dialogue or like interaction with him directly. And we didn't get that. It was just like to say, Hey, star Wars is still star Wars. Yoda's here somewhere in the background. Far, far, far away. Like I don't know. I thought that but was kind wait, of just... But wasn't
2: he literally there though at the end? He was. At the end, yes. So he was in the book.
0: He was he, in the book. Yeah, but it was him. it was
1: like But it was kinda of like the same thing. Like we didn't read dialogue from Yoda though. It was like in even Master Yoda came. Like that's what it was. Like it wasn't like Hi, I'm Yoda. Like Yoda am I like we didn't have that conversation. You know what I mean? Like Okay, yeah.
2: It, well it, anyway, other than Yoda, what else did you think Yoda, about her? Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I um the the Nihil is an interesting group and I, I think the I don't know, like the more we hang out with them I feel like or I don't know. I don't know there's kind of i don't know how to like they seem like they're really interesting um i just i felt like it was hard to betray them as powerful as they came off to be if that makes any sense like i feel like all these jedi are like getting hurt or like almost dying or dying um and like from this group that doesn't even have force powers at all like i don't they're just really good at stealing. Like, I don't know. It didn't, they didn't feel to me well, personally.
0: Clones didn't have force powers and they killed all the Jedi. So yeah. And but... also there were a ton of Jedi that died during the clone wars at the hand of, hands of droids. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> yes, that makes sense for me though. Personally, they didn't seem as scary as like I wanted them to be. I don't know. All right. And that's and, fair. Like, I don't but, know. But for as me, far
2: as the plot of the book,
1: what did you think? Yeah. The plot of the book, it was okay. It okay. Honestly, like, all the Thrawn books blow this out of the water. Like, it's not even the same book. Like, for me, like, this is literally probably, like, maybe not in my top five books overall. I'm just being real. I mean, I'm going to read the next one. I think the other one comes out today. Mm. The, um... The the, right. the one by
0: Claudia Gray. Yeah. Well, there, and was, I, I, there was two
2: that came out with, or there was one that came out with the Lay of the Jedi on the same date. It's it was like a
1: young adult novel.
0: Yeah, I'm and pretty then, sure.
1: But the Carter Gray one did not that come out today.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I will I, tell I, you that the sequel to this, this book specifically, is slated for June of this year.
1: And do we is this the same writer?
0: Yes. I know that it's the same writer because. Uh, it's in the back cover of if you have yeah. a physical copy of the book it's it's right there, and it's got his name on it
1: I'm not actually a no it's a, it's a,
0: actually it's a different writer I'm sorry oh, it it's is. iron it's ironic because both their initials are both c s so this was Charles Sully, and then his, the next one is uh kevin, kevin Scott hmm. so never mind, I stand corrected. I literally didn't ever read the names long enough to make that. <laughs> But like I, did, I don't but know. I did read the book. Yes, that's what matters.
1: Really. Yes, I don't know. Overall, it was it was good. Like it was a good book. It i just read better Star Wars books, in my opinion. But it was a good book. Okay. all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it hundred percent. Oh,
0: what does that even shots mean? Shots fired? Question mark. Listeners know what that means. I don't know. I, just, I don't even know what that means. Jeremiah doesn't even know what that means. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I think it would be more applicable if you had said the first half of the book was trash.
1: No, honestly, the middle but, half of the book was trash. I thought the uh, first okay. part was like, interesting because it was so new, and then it got old. And then it got good at the end. For like the last... I thought, okay, part two sucked, part one good, part three good, part two I didn't care about.
0: Okay. So the the main chunk of the plot... <laughs> all right that's because it took okay. too
1: long to get to it
0: in okay. my opinion well you know what that is the beauty of opinions you know and you yeah, can have a different fair. one than me you know that's yeah yeah all right and
1: maybe and like no, every
2: Andrew, you, you'll, you can go a second
1: i was gonna say like every okay. every uh podcast Andrew flips me in the middle of it and I'll, I'll start loving this by before we get to the end of this. So it's like, whatever I know it's going to happen. So Andrew, make me happy. Go ahead.
0: I loved it. (laughs) I know everyone's like, Oh, it's a big surprise there. I, I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. I, okay. So I finished it 20 minutes before we started recording this. Um, so I haven't fully gotten to process everything yet the way right. I normally do before we record an episode. Right. But I will tell you that this is probably top five for me.
1: Ooh. And Andrew I, reads a lot of books.
0: I do. Uh, I is really, that
2: I, canon books or all Star Wars books?
1: Good question, Jeremiah. That's you said a top good five,
0: so what did you mean by top five? I, I would Ooh. say I, for sure canon. Right. Without a shadow of a doubt, canon. Uh, cause there's not been a ton of canon material. now the canon material we've got has been really some of it has been great. Um, EU yeah, yeah, I Ooh. I would maybe maybe not top five maybe like top seven. I'd have to go I'd have to go back and like re yeah. reconnect with some of the older books that I haven't read in like years and stuff. but um Canon for sure Canon. This, is, this might be a hot take, but it might, I might like this one better than the Thrawn books.
2: Oh. Get out! You can you, leave right now.
0: You heard I'm, me I'm first, folks. Def- de- I am definitely true. gonna have to edit your volume level. I'm yeah, sure. it My bad. my, my bad. It's gonna, it's gonna bad, shatter listen, everyone's...
1: My, my bad, chat.
0: Uh, <laughs> but no
1: way! <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, Again, it might. I haven't, I haven't, Fully processed. Just
1: finished the book like ten minutes ago. Okay, like let it process. Wait yeah. a week. I, I will tell
0: you and okay, forget about it that like that's... I
1: did, and then and then oh. you'll what?
0: Anyways, what was going to all of that to say? I loved it. I loved it. There is a part of me that likes, and and I might I might frustrate a lot of our fans by saying this. There's a part of me that might like this High Republic era more than the Old Republic. So. Uh, I was I was expecting more of an outburst. I, I don't there. I don't know well,
2: much I, about the old Republic I never I never played any of the games or anything like that. So,
0: like I don't know how. Yeah, to, I mean I like uh, Darth Riven. Darth Riven is still my all time favorite. Right. Yeah, I was gonna you say know.
1: someone in the someone here bought you a lightsaber. Wait, actually, both of us. Yeah, and Some ones.
0: Um, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I was kind of thinking that this might suck the whole high Republic thing. Um, but for, we can't, we'll get into it later. I was, I was very pleased with this read. All right. So it's, I'm next, I guess. Yes. All right, Jeremiah,
2: lay it on us. I know you guys are really anticipating what I'm, what I have to say, because for the year that we've been in business with the podcast, the joke has been that I don't read i don't care about star wars books blah 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 and i agreed to read this high republic series yeah this is sure. your
0: first star wars book of all, of ever
2: first star wars book and first novel i've read since a senior in high school so that's like 13 years ago wow so
0: so do like, the math,
1: guys. You can figure out how old Jeremiah is. Wait,
0: Jeremiah, do you remember what the last book you read was in high school? A Kill a Mockingbird. No, it was, I like, never yeah, it had book. to have been something like that. Or... No, because
2: I, like, I was in like these honors classes that like did their own thing with like books that like no one ever read. I could ask Big smart boy over here. Can can we we get a weird flex in the chat. English please? teachers, so I could ask him, but um, <laughs> I can't remember some weird, crazy book.
0: Deck. It was probably like knowing that it's probably like the Iliad or Plato's Republic or something.
2: No, it was like one of those weird, like Pulitzer surprise. whatever are the prize winners? I don't know what it's called.
0: <laughs> it's <a> Pul- <laughs> what does it call them? Pulitzer prize. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay. I don't care. That's Everyone, how much I read. <laughs> if, 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 if you were listening to this and you have any sort of a tie to the Pulitzer prize board, Please change it to the Pulitzer surprise, <laughs> and and don't let the person know, and then just like jump on them out in public or something and surprise them with it. Okay. Oh, that's uh, so much better. Thank okay. you. Okay.
2: <laughs> so anyway, so so as we've hinted in the podcast, like I've the only stuff I really read book wise is like academic, like theology, yeah, schol- scholarly stuff like that. So right. like when I read that st- type of stuff. Like, it's very difficult to process and move through and read fast. And so, like, I kind of had that same, like, oh, this is how it's going to go with reading a novel. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: I also thought, like, because I've seen, like, the old Star Wars books that are, like, the four by six inches and are super small print tight together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, assuming it was going to be like that. And it was going to be super dense and hard to read oh, just because of the layout the of the book. book and stuff. But as far as just reading a book like uh-huh. the process of reading a book uh-huh it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to
0: be yeah oh,
2: no. so if if the other star wars, we wars books we did it we did if, it if other star wars books are in a similar fashion they are i'm I'm more willing to read stuff for yeah. the podcast. For the
0: podcast, I don't know if I'm well, going to like.
1: But well, we're reviewing all of the books. so far. Uh, No, so, <laughs> so,
0: everyone, let us know in in Discord and in on Twitch and on YouTube everywhere. Let us know what you want us to cover last next, stars, to Jeremiah. Lost stars.
1: Lost stars. So I have a copy, Jeremiah. You don't I had have to buy it. it.
0: So Drew, I have a hot take. I. I, w- let's just keep going sorry keep going Jeremiah. so so as far as that it wasn't that
2: bad like it was reading experience it was actually a decent experience so whatever now as far as my response to the plot of the book and everything uh-huh. in it and the writing of the book and whatnot i would say that i am closer to andrew's Response than Drew's response.
1: Yes. Hey, hey. I'm okay to be Jeremiah for one.
2: But I will agree with Drew that the middle part got a little slow. Like okay, right right after part one, that's it started to drag a little bit. Like because there wasn't a lot happening. It was kind of like investigation stuff. And so there's that. So I would agree with that. That it was it the start of part two was kind of slow and boring. But it eventually got better and better, and I was more engaged as it went on. Um, yeah. And same thing with Andrew, I think, who said it, that there's a lot of characters, and I couldn't keep track of them at all. I like, said that. Oh, you said that? Okay. It was like yeah. there's so many. Like, I can remember, like, the main it ones. It was like, annoying. Like, Avar and Elzer and Bell and yeah, Moden, like, Loden. those top yeah. ones, like. I I, get, I can remember them, but like everyone else, like I couldn't remember their species. I couldn't remember who, yeah. what political office they held, and all that stuff. That's, so that was that's that was why... hard for me to like remember what was going on because I couldn't yeah. remember who the characters were.
1: Yeah, and like that's why I, I thought it was really stupid that they kept flexing Yoda. Where it's like we don't need more names in this book, it's like. No. There's like well, I mean, five hundred that's, names, that's, and that's so like
0: one that's not hard to keep track of, though. It's like no, yeah. but I feel but the though
1: thing is, it's just like distracting from the purpose I, of the story.
0: I I don't think it is because
2: I I'm jumping the gun to like the last thing we're going to talk about, but I think yeah. the whole Yoda name drop part is I think he in this series he's going to become Grand Master of the Jedi, uh, and so I think that the the, the Grand Master that is leading. The Jedi now, I think he'll end up dying somehow in this series. And Yoda is going to take his place. So like, I think that he's going to have a higher, higher thing later on in the series.
0: So, sorry to break it to you. But there are more than one Grandmaster at this time. Is that what the book says? Nope, that's what the comic says. Hmm. Okay, so... For those of you that, that, that don't know this, could only be one uh this isn't Highlander I don't know what that means so. ah deep cut for anybody else who knows what that is a eh? uh anyways um there so uh, as this with this publishing initiative, we had the young adult novel, we had this novel, and then Marvel is publishing a high republic comic as well. Uh, so, for example, it covers things like the exchange between the one grandmaster that his name starts with an l and I ca- I'm blanking on his name. yeah I can't remember. but him and Yoda when they give again, you have been warned spoilers when they give Avar Chris starlight beacon so that they it that comic actually covers their conversation oh. when they give it to her. Which is also how I learned ahead of me actually reading the part that Skier's uh Jedi friend who has the white lightsaber, she's she's super cool. Yeah, I yeah. learned that's how I learned she died. Because oh. uh the, the, the Avar was like, yes, yeah, Skier's not been the same since the battle, and I'm like, wait, what? And then I kept reading, I was like, Oh, well, I guess she dies. <laughs> So, are you
1: reading wait, the comics it, at the wait, same wait, wait, wait. time? Wait, wait. No,
0: wait. I, I, I've been looking at. So, one of the things that I do when I read a book is I, I will take intentional breaks when I, uh, when a, a species is dropped, or mm. when a new person's name is dropped or something, and I will stop and actually look up. Information about them so that I have more of a context. So that's why w- at the very beginning in Discord I sent those three links. Yeah, yeah. Had like here's the ships, here's the nihil, here's the jet, the Jedi, and it didn't cover everyone. Right. But just having a visual, no, really that that me. actually helped
1: me a lot because yeah. like the one Jedi that had the two like samurai looking hilts, like did you guys do you, you saw that I, one right?
0: I can't. Yeah, know. that. But that's manga, for that's for a manga.
1: I know, but it looks so dope. I'm so excited for that. Oh. I was just mentioning yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the oh, manga is yeah. gonna be dope as hell. But, anyways,
0: yeah. but Andrew, you said Skir died. I thought he was no, was, no, 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 no. 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 What did you say? The 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 woman, yeah. the woman, his counterpart it, that he right that died in the battle against the Nile, yes. right? Cause, yes, in the nebula. Okay, I thought you okay, said
1: is it Nile, died. Nile or Nihil. Nihil. It's Nihil.
0: Nile. No, because. In the trailer, so it's Nile. Nihil. Well, throughout the entire yeah. audiobook, it's Nihil. The audiobook,
1: it's Nihil. So I don't know.
0: Tomato, because, tomato.
1: Well, because in that that video description of these characters, though, you're right, Jeremiah, it says Nile. Like, yes. on no, Star Wars. Right. com. So it's like, I don't know.
2: Maybe the narrator was related to... Lando or something and didn't know how to pronounce names or something. But- yeah, well,
0: it, it is interesting because it, that voice actor um, definitely in every single voice yeah. pronounced it that way in, in all the characters' voices. That's yeah. Your- um, well, but, anyway. But- so uh, the, the Grandmaster thing, I learned that because I was looking up – because I had seen – it, someone had posted a YouTube video that was like, you know, the clickbaity, like, there's multiple grandmasters at the time of the High Republic. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but I didn't watch the video. And then, um, for me, having Yoda come in and out created this mystery where I was like, okay, so what is his role? Where does he stand now? You know, what's going on? And we we knew he was on, basically, he was on sabbatical from the council. But <laughs> the interesting thing was that in the comic, Avar Crisco's grandmaster... Uh, the the one with the starts with the L and yeah. Yoda, so it's like this inclusion, this inclusionary thing where she she addresses them both as a Grand Master. It's just really interesting. Oh, so but he's not Grand Master in this in the events during this book, though, right? He's not a, He's not on the council. He's not acting as part of the council during the events of this book. But no. he's not a Grand Master at this moment, though. I believe he is because they only to, refer to, me, to, to him as fair, Master it's, in the. It's unclear, but I mean, but when does anyone ever refer to them as Grandmaster in Star Wars canon? Oh, I guess you know it's always Master this, Master that, Master Yoda. I mean, even Obi Wan. Okay, well, either way, my anyway. point
2: from ten minutes ago was I think that Yoda is going to have a large role. Yeah, with the with what plays out in the rest of the books because it's right. A trilogy, right? So there's two more books, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to have. I believe so. Yes, I think he's going to have a major role in the events of Dalen. Dealing with denial, so yeah, yeah, okay. So that being all that being said, I think yeah, I I enjoyed I the book, and
1: well, uh, you read the other two of this series, yeah, because my job
2: requires it. Yeah,
1: that a boy. <laughs> I I honestly I think I think though you're you're right in the sense of like the other books are gonna place them all together. To me though, it, like I just it. I don't know. It just feels like they're just name dropping Yoda. Like I understand like the prop, the plot point at the end, but they would have just said that in plot point, it would have had the same effect. And then mentioning it throughout the whole thing, like three times.
2: Oh, no, I, I didn't care. That's just I, my opinion. I, 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 just,
1: I just thought it was like, I was like, Oh Yoda. And then the second time am like, Oh Yoda. And that's it. I'm like, why did we waste our time reading that part? But I
0: don't know. Well, let's get we into hit. the summary.
1: Let's, let's get in it.
0: Okay. Uh, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, this article is by Tom Farr from dorksideoftheforce.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here is, this is a detailed summary um, that still kind of retains like a 30,000 foot view. Uh, please forgive me if I butcher any of these names, the pronunciation of any of these names. Can you share it? Uh, yeah, I sure can. Would you like me to send it to the Discord?
1: Or uh, you could just share your screen.
0: Oh, yeah, I could do that too. <laughs> That's a valid point.
1: That's what I meant, so the everyone can read it along with you.
0: Yes. Okay, let's begin, shall we? Light of the uh, Light of the Jedi opens with the words "All is well," which foreshadows the coming disaster of the Legacy Run. Which, by the way, again, just to be nice, spoilers. Okay, you've been warned. We,
1: we already had a button, Andrew.
0: Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure people know. Uh, which foreshadows the coming disaster of the Legacy Run. A large ship designed for passengers and cargo traveling through the through hyperspace toward the outer rim. When an unexpected obstacle appears ahead of it in hyperspace, the ship's captain, Heda Cassett tries to maneuver the ship out of the way of a collision to save the lives of the passengers. The ship is old, however, and can't take the pressure. Just before it begins to break apart, Cassett is able to seal the passenger compartments in hopes of saving some of the lives before dying, not knowing if she was able to save anyone. Which, that is the section that we covered a long time ago when they initially uh, released like a... uh, The first chapter. chapter. Yeah, like like a teaser chapter. Uh, So begins a series of events that threaten to destroy several worlds in the galaxy about to be hit by pieces of debris from the legacy run. The immediate threat appears in the skies surrounding the Hetsaw system, where several lives are taken uh, by shrapnel flying out of hyperspace from the legacy run. The Jedi, the guardians of peace and justice, are called upon to try and save as many lives as possible amidst chaos and terror, uh, led by Jedi Master Avar Chris. Jedi, uh, Jedi Padawan Bel Zediphar and his master, Loden Greatstorm, navigate the panic felt by the citizens of Hetzal as they try to access ships to get off the planet, using their skills with a lightsaber to keep marauders from taking advantage of the disadvantaged uh, in the system. As the Republic officers plan to shoot the emergencies out of the sky, a Wookiee Jedi Padawan named Buryaga, uh whose force ability allows him to sense the emotions of others' senses, that a large piece of the debris contains living passengers. The Jedi, uh, an expert husband and wife pilot team, Joss and Pika uh, Adrian, launch an impossible rescue attempt to slow the fast-moving passenger compartment and pull it from the sky without losing lives with great success. When a large piece of debris headed for the sun is discovered to contain highly explosive Tabana gas, the Jedi united by Avar Chris's unique force ability, band together to use the force to move the object out of the path of the sun, preventing galaxy-wide destruction. Though the Hetzal system is saved, emergencies from the Legacy run continue to threaten other worlds across the galaxy, forcing cha- uh, Republic Chancellor Lena So to close the hyperspace lanes until a reason for the Legacy's run destruction is discovered. The Starlight Beacon, an important project designed to unite the worlds of the Outer Rim with the Core World, is scheduled to open soon, and the Jedi and Republic officers are tasked with finding the truth about the Legacy Run so the station can open on time. Meanwhile, unknown to the Republic and the Jedi, a new threat known as the Nile is wreaking havoc across pockets of the galaxy. The Nile, Nile are... huh?
1: You gotta switch. You gotta say Nile Nihil. Nile, like you gotta say them both. You can't say both versions of.
0: The Nile are ruthless space pirates who take without remorse and travel through the secret hyperspace pathways. Though not technically led by the Eye of the Nile, uh, Martian Roe wants to bend the Nile to his purposes, which include uh, punishing the Jedi for something in his past. The Nile are led by three Tempest Runners who expect undivided loyalty from those that follow them. And ruthlessly punish failure. On a planet called Elfrona, a family is kidnapped by the Nihil, and the Jedi uh, included. And the Jedi included Z- Bell Zefar, loading and Loden great storm, mount a rescue attempt before the Nihil are able to take the family off world. Avar, Chris, and Jedi Knight Elzar Mann speak with the members of the of the San Tekka. We should all know that name at least yes. from one other thing. Who know hyperspace better than anyone in the galaxy. The Santecas assure the Jedi that it is impossible for a collision to happen in hyperspace, but it's clear that they're not entirely telling the truth. Martian Roe travels through hyperspace with the help of an old force sensitive woman named Mari Santeca, who is able to find the, uh, the secret hyperspace pathway pathways that Roe supplies to the Nile, though they have no idea how he has access to them. After a scare on Mari's life, she tells Roe that she can identify where the Legacy Run Emergences will exit out of hyperspace, giving the Nihil an advantage over the Republic, who have tasked a man named K- uh, K- oh, How did they pronounce his name in the, the audiobook? Kavan Tar. I just it was Kevin. It's not. It's Kavan, <laughs> I believe. Uh, Kavan Tar of the Hetzal system to manufacture a device run by thousands upon thousands of droids, Navadroids specifically. Uh, to anticipate where the emergences will appear. While Cassiv, one of the Tempest runners, tries to take advantage of the planetary system of Iriadu by offering to destroy the emergences he knows are coming. Something goes wrong, making him a target of the Republic. And it doesn't clarify here, but what goes wrong is they go to try to destroy one of the pieces and miscalculate. And it mm-hmm. destroys one of the moons and along with it, billions of people. Uh, also worth mentioning, Iriadu is Tarkin's homeworld, if you didn't know that. Oh, um, interesting. Yep, and that is canon. Um, when the Republic begins tracking the emergencies and moving to destroy them, they get into a battle with the Nihil led by Tempest Runner Lorna D, which results in a loss of lives, including Jedi Knight Te Ami. Lorna D and her surviving Nihil escape. With the Nihil exposed as the cause of the legacy-running disaster, Chancellor So is committed to having them brought to justice and calls on the Jedi to help, though they struggle with the idea of the Jedi entering um, into a military battle. In light of Kassiv's and Lorna D's failures, Martian Rowe t- makes an example of Kassiv before the whole Nihil assembly and uses the opportunity to reorganize the Nihil under his leadership. Above Elfrona, the Nile ship containing the kidnapped family tosses out the youngest of the family, a little girl named uh, Baileen. And Belle, who had previously failed to learn how to jump from high distances and survive, uses the force to jump from the, his ship and catch the little girl, landing with her safely on the ground below. and Great Storm continues to chase the Nihil. Cassiv and his Tempest get into a space battle with a Republic cruiser. Near the Kerr Nebula, with little chance of escape unless he can get a pathway uh, sent to him by Marshy and Roe. It's also worth noting that it's not just a Republic cruiser; it's an entire battle fleet. Um, he soon realizes Roe led them into a trap, and Roe uses the opportunity to destroy the Republic cruiser and make the Republic believe they've destroyed the Nihil, although they've only they've really only destroyed Cassiv and his Tempest. That was a really cool scene. Which is just a, uh, back, which we should clarify, Cassiv was
2: one third, correct of, of the correct. Nihil.
0: Yep, yeah, um, and we can we can get into the the specific yeah. structure of the Nihil in a second. But uh, Lorna D discovers that Martian Roe has been orchestrating every one of their failures to bring the Nihil under his control. Uh, she watches as Roe kills Otto, the dad of the family that was kidnapped, who was not rescued with Loden's lightsaber and tells her that he orchestrated the Elfrona kidnapping not to bring the family to him, but a Jedi, because he knew there was a Jedi outpost on Elfrona. Quote, a Jedi is just what I need. Did you skip the paragraph just before that? Just to be... Oh, you know what? I think I might have.
1: <laughs> I was like, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, the paragraph I skipped. Back on Elfrona, loading great storm is able to catch up to the Nihil and rescue Balin's or Balin's brother, but when he tries to save their father, their, fa- their father, their father. Their father, <laughs> their father, their father Otto, Lorna D shows up to intercept them, uh, making them both prisoners prisoners of the Nihil. Which is there you go. That's uh, yeah. Okay, so Chancellor So reflects on the events, deciding to open the Starlight Beacon on time. But she considers whether the Nihil threat is actually over. In No Space, Martian Rowe rallies the Nihil together, encouraging them with a future of destroying the Republic because of Kasav's sacrifice in making the Republic believe the threat is over. After Martian Rowe visits a room with eight cells, seven of which are occupied with prisoners who are tortured by period shocks from his ship's electrical system. The pain they feel is designed to cut off the eighth prisoner, loading great storm from the force. Martian Rowe reveals that he was behind the legacy run, and that he uh, has used the Nihil as a tool to get to the Jedi. The ceremony celebrate at the ceremony celebrating the opening of the Starlight Beacon. Chancellor So gives a speech about the space station bringing safety to the outer rim. Avar, Chris, and Elzar Mann, who has just been named a Jedi Master, walk together as friends. Uh, Avar leaves Elzar, and Elzar is plagued by an awful vision of the Jedi screaming and being slaughtered. Hmm. So there you go. There's your your kind of thirty thousand foot foot view summary. Did that refresh both of your memories? Yes. Yes. For the most part.
1: Okay. Start. Cool. It actually helped me a lot. I hated it a lot less, honestly.
0: <laughs> All right, mission accomplished. I don't know. Also, like, I
1: don't know.
0: I was gonna say I always hated popcorn reading in school, oh, and gosh. I was uncomfortable the entire time I was reading just now, but I did it just awesome. for you guys. Thank you for say, your sacrifice. No, yeah, I was gonna say
1: you better not start popcorning us because I am. Yeah, I don't popcorn. Know
2: true. I don't think I'm up for that. Was it bad that when on the screen share I tried to scroll down, but I couldn't? <laughs> uh, no, you're just, you're just into the moment. You were just like, hurry up. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure, so I have kind of some ways that we can talk about this, everything. And I'm sure yeah. we'll kind of go on some rabbit trails. But my first question um, is how do you feel? Because obviously we know that this story takes place 200 years before anything we else we know about Star Wars. So obviously my question is gonna be slightly weird, but we'll figure it out. Um, how do you feel this story fits into the Star Wars universe? Because so, obviously it's not like directly connected to anything we know, so it's kind of say right. it's hard to fit. Right, but it's it expresses a lot of. Context that we don't know of that obviously yeah. will affect the future. So, how do yeah. you
0: think the story fits in? Um. Okay, so prepare for a long-winded answer because I've actually, I've actually thought about this a great deal. Okay, so when we initially heard that it was only 200 years before the events of the Phantom Menace, a lot of people, myself included, were basically basically were expressing that it's too soon. It's too mm-hmm. close. Um, especially because the older public is l- like tens of thousands of years before right. the Skywalker saga. Um, but if you think about, because
1: um, it's what you said, two hundred years, right?
0: It's two hundred years, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you think about how long for an average person, two hundred years is, and how long, long that it's a long time. Like it, it really is. Um, well, if you think
1: that, of it like our country is barely it's like 200 and something years old
0: right like yeah. america
1: if you think yeah. of it like that that should blow your mind like america right. is not even it's like barely old. like we're like what we're like barely to a new hope or we're a little bit past a new hope maybe. sure
0: yeah i mean and 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 so reading this um and thinking about because originally i'm like there's so many things that aren't, uh, you know, aren't around in the prequels that are in this, but you know, but then I'm like, okay, well, technology at the rate that it would advance in the Star Wars yeah. universe, I mean, it, it it would be a completely different world, essentially, you know, as a whole. Um, but you know, some of the things that I thought about were one star, the Starlight Beacon, and whatever other beacons they they begin to create, if they do, you know, they're not around. Um, a big difference is that the Outer Rim is very much a part of the Republic. So at the end of this, Chancellor So's, you know, wish to bring the Outer Rim into, a, as more of a part of the Republic, I think is, is, is going to be realized to some extent. I mean, obviously, mm. you know, the Outer Rim is the Outer Rim in Star Wars, but... Like- but
2: but that, that's one of the things that was interesting to me because in the events of the Skywalker Saga, the outer room is not connected to the inner or mid-rib that much. It's still like where all the pirates and bounty hunters and stuff hang out. Yeah. And so like, it shows that it feels like this initiative or this, the great work that, yeah. that uh, Chancellor So is trying to accomplish, it's going to fail. Like, cause yeah, yeah. alert: there's no starlight beacon in the Star Wars saga or in the Skywalker saga. So like Mm -hmm. somehow we're, I'm thinking we're going to see this initiative fail. And I wonder like how that plays out. And so,
0: yeah. Another, another thing is, is I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed seeing the Jedi more in their prime. Yeah. You know? Um, and, I enjoyed
1: the thought of like hundreds of Jedi's like traveling together. Or like, yeah, like,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, I enjoyed seeing all the different lightsaber colors. You know, we had um the one Jedi Master, the female that was Skier's friend. She had a white lightsaber, and it even there was an, even a brief blurb about how uh she had purified a red crystal from a Sith, you which know, they
1: mentioned which, like, Siths, which I'm like,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, but they mentioned the, the the Great Sith War, you know, and to a certain extent, that has, yeah, yeah they did. I think so, yeah. They did. I it's it's canon. It's officially canon now, to what what it looks like. I don't That's know.
1: That's the book I want to read. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, Drew. Let's go backwards.
0: Um, but I, you know, it, it is interesting because seeing the Jedi, for me, seeing the Jedi in this capacity shows just how much by the time we get to the prequels they've lost their way right Mm. and and that to me add like that in and of itself adds more to the jedi as a whole for me their narrative their story their their the nuances that they have their character as a whole like it 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 adds more for me and and makes the 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 fall in the prequel seem a little bit more realistic rather than oh no they were just taken by surprise. Like no really they they they've they've really fallen a great deal and they're not what they once were. Right. Well
1: and like you even see kind of see that with those Jedi's not dating but like Yeah. Are dating. And so like it kind of shows that they're beginning to already switch or pick what oh, seriously pick which rules they want, almost. Well,
2: so, I, okay, here's a question, and I hope this isn't a too big of a rabbit trail. But okay. you, since Drew mentioned Avar and oh, Elzer sorry? and their relationship, the whole time reading this book, the only thing that I could think of was they were a dyad in the force. Oh, yeah. Because Palpatine says a dyad in the force, something that hasn't been seen for centuries. Which would have been two hundred fifty years uh,
1: different. Uh that actually that it could uh, be. What? It's it, Disney though, so it probably is. things. So,
2: but the fact is, like, he knows that this has not been around for hundreds of years, and this al- aligns with that. And the way that they were connected was yeah. way different than any other two Jedi we've wow. seen.
1: Wow, Jeremiah, you might have just true. like opened the door. And we, so, like, we called it first. We're calling it heard, first. You like, heard it first. You heard it first. But,
2: but the whole the whole thing, like even like in like the first part one, like yeah, the, the way they communicate with each other, like how they would just kind of like how they were used to how Elzer was used to connecting with yeah, Avar and her using her um force network thing like yeah
1: yeah
2: and so like i was saying huh i wonder if this whole dyad force thing was a common occurrence at one point and then it as that faded out that caused the jedi to you know be less connected to one yeah. another
1: that'd be interesting
2: oh. <laughs> um uh. and so I, yeah and he dropped his drink for those of you wow like, yeah he really did but uh um I, I remember like when we first started talking about this this when it was originally announced like i s made the prediction like I hope we see how the jedi slowly fall you know, fall like how yeah. those basic steps of being how the the dark side clouded their judgment, and like we kind of see that at the end with Loden and how they used yeah suffering to black is like that's uh, i would have never guessed that that's how the force works like yeah and so like it's interesting how like as evil rises not even force users and suffering rises the jedi weekend which is interesting and
0: and i i think that's a great point and i want to kind of take that and sit on it for a second because i loved how much more context of the force we got in this book say what yeah. you want about all the other stuff, but like the way they described how different people experienced the force in different ways. Like Elzar man experienced it as a, as, as an ocean and you can, you know, you can go deeper and you can rise to the surface, but you know, it was or this crashes thing. like waves. Yeah. You know, and we have Avar Chris who, who hears it as a song, which is super cool. And her, her force abilities were awesome anyways, but you had all of these different people with different perspectives of the force and, and with bell, unique.
2: bell was fire to different ways yeah. of fire.
0: Yeah. And, but they, and they all had different abilities and like, we knew that was a thing. Yeah. Like we knew different Jedi had different abilities, but like, it was really cool to see, uh, individual attention. Even if it's just a center sentence or two being given to those vastly different Interactions with the force and it was and it, and I thought it, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I also thought it was really cool to see how uh, they can pinpoint fear and anger, because like in the at the very end during the battle uh, at, at the nebula, you know, uh, Elzar man is flying around in one of the vectors. And there's a moment where he's like he could pinpoint every single one because uh, of the Nihil ships because he could sense their anger and their primal fear and their rage and stuff like to be able to hone in on people that way we knew they could but it was never something that was expounded on yeah you know even as bell is flying after the girl you know he he's free falling to try to find her he can't open his eyes well because the wind is hitting him too hard and he's able to find her through the force because he can sense her fear and so I, I, I thought it was really I, just the whole view of the my whole view of the canon force in Star Wars was vastly expanded, in my opinion, because of this. And I I, I loved it.
2: Drew, how do you think the story fits into the Star Wars universe?
1: Um, <clears throat> I, I really I thought it fit fine. Like I didn't have any. I don't know. Like it didn't seem like it shouldn't be there that makes sense like
0: that's okay
1: like i felt like it we i knew going into this that we were gonna get some concepts of like jedi and stuff that we um haven't seen or like like we were getting and like i i I went into it very open-minded and like knowing that the jedi were super strong at this point and i i appreciate that it isn't two thousand years before because Like, it would be kind of weird because the technology is so drastically different. And so, like, this, it is different, but at the same time, it is a lot similar. Um, So, it didn't feel super... Like, there there was a lot of words that I recognized, and I thought, because of that, it made it feel whole. But like I said earlier, just dropping the name bomb of Yoda doesn't make it... I didn't think it made it feel closer. What... It was an interesting.
2: I think, if I'm understanding what you were getting at, like some of the terminology was still different, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Once, like the Jedi mind trick. What did they call
0: it? The mind touch. Mind touch. And there was a few other things that they said. Where, but El- like, it was funny because Elzar Mann called it a mind trick. Yeah, and 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 they made a differentiation where he would he had a, such a unique, you know, view of the Force and the abilities. And that was the other thing, him constantly trying to find new ways to use the Force. That's Mm. really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I also like that they talked about that one Jedi lightsaber, and it was very close to, like, Ahsoka. So, like, when, when they said, like, white lightsaber, I instantly thought of Ahsoka. Like, there was parts of it that brought me back to all of Star Wars. So, for me, it didn't feel out of place. It felt fine. Like, it was – I just felt like I was reading a Star Wars book. I just didn't know half of the people in it. Like, I was just like, who, huh, what? This – like, I still don't have a clear picture of every character in my head, and that kind of bothered me. I mean, that's why the book isn't, like, there for me because I don't have a visual image of these characters because we got so many of them. I mean, that's why the book doesn't stand out to me as, like – like, well,
0: and and that's that's why I I intentionally take the time to do what I do because if not, yeah. I would have been lost, you know. Um, yeah. But the other thing, I th- I think the other thing that will help is getting into the supplementary media, yes, uh, the comics and you know the uh, the other books as they come out. I and think the movies, like, yeah. we
1: know that the movies are most likely going to be about the new movies are going to be about in this timeline, and so if we get that and we see like. Like what Jeremiah was saying, like if this is the dyad in this time area, if we see a movie about them too, like who knows? Like this love, like one of them could become one of the sifts Like who knows? Like there is so much potential, and like so, I am excited for to see the way it's going. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It felt good. What about you, Jeremiah?
2: I I thought it was just interesting because of how different. The Jedi were in the High Republic compared to the Skywalker, like it's a prequel era, like, and it it, it, it drew me in because I I want to know what happened to cause the difference. Cause it's Disconnect like
1: connect almost,
2: like because like when we see it, you know, you know, cut and paste, like this is this era and this is this era, we can see the drastic difference, but when you're the Jedi living in that 200 years, it's it's a slow progress. Like you don't, they don't see what's changing. And right. so, since we get to see that, it's interesting to see where each little thing happens that causes the Jedi to become kind of weak by the time they get to the to the prequel time. Because and they didn't, I don't think they said in here, but I wonder how many Jedi there are at this point in the High Republic. Because if there's ten thousand
0: in the prequel area era. There were thousands for sure, right? They they did say at one point in that the interlude where yeah. they were in the council. They did say that at one point the Jedi had been the the order had been reduced to a, just a handful people. of people. Yeah, yeah, which is but, crazy. Yeah, and so I I really like that. There's that.
2: It causes me to want to know what happened, and so that what makes me like think that it does fit into the star Wars universe mm-hmm. and how we're moving towards something we already know. And so I like that aspect of the book. Yeah, for sure. Any other thoughts on that specific question?
0: No,
1: no. All right.
2: So the next question is how do you feel um, about the Nile as the villains and antagonists in this story? because they they're very this is like we're not fighting against the empire we're not fighting against the sith like this is a separate thing and it, for me it's like this is what the jedi would normally fight against it is just like pirates pirates, pirates and mm. you know groups of you know they're trying to dictate their own will over the galaxy like that's how they would normally see themselves as guardians of the galaxy not
1: yeah. Like, uh, I uh, said
2: that not making that reference and but then when I said it, I was like
1: it came out your mouth you're like
2: I was like Star Lord's definitely doing a dance off or something right now. Like okay. yeah. um so then so how do you guys feel about the Nihil as villains or antagonists in this story? Drew, you wanna start? Uh
1: yeah, so I think the the Nihil as a whole isn't as powerful as i they're a little bit too powerful like i didn't like that we we just um they they just killed a bunch of jedis here and there and and it, it was just whatever like i don't know to me they just seemed a little powerful and then when it broke down to their their system and how it was ranked it really felt like almost like they didn't even care about each other because the eye and stuff Oh well, yeah, I don't know. Like
2: that—that's how they're supposed to be. They're a fractured group of people that think they're part of a bigger organization, Being but they're—they're just—they're the, they just, they're just pawns for Martian Rowe. Like he has his own agenda, which we find out at the end of the book. And, um, like he just—he doesn't care. Cause like with the whole Kavan guy, like or not? No, um, kasiv Like he just one third of all of his people he just killed. And that's, you know, he, there's thousands of people in the Nihil and he just killed a third of them. And like, I don't know. I, for me, okay. I've only seen the remake, but they really reminded me of Mad Max, like all of those characters. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 Uh, like just yep. that
2: kind of mindset where they're just so dirty and raunchy yeah. and they'll just kill for whatever reason. And yeah. like, And so for me, it'd be like easier. Like like if the Jedi were to fight against like an, uh, a well put together organization, it would be easier for them to, you know, okay, here's a leader. We'll take out the leader. And then that's going to make everything fall apart. But this, like they can, they just do whatever. And you take out a third of them and they're still going like, yeah. And so it's, it's harder for them to, yeah. To fight them, especially with their whole, the path thing. Like, yeah. You can't track them really. You can't really yeah. know where they're going. Yeah.
0: Well, and Jeremiah, you you hit on something. Admiral Coronara, um, Coronara, Coronara. Anyways, the admiral, they when they start fighting super dirty in that last battle in the Nebula, when they're at the Nebula, yeah. like they that was one of the things that caught the Republic so off guard. Because there, there's even a line in the book where he's like, "I knew, like, I wasn't expecting them." to To fight with dignity, with the same level of dignity that we would. But I wasn't expecting them to be this monstrous. Yeah. You know, because, like, it talks about how, like, some of them were landing on the ships and, like, burning their thrusters into the bridges to shatter the bridges. And then, like, they were, like, releasing radiation, invisible radiation, like, streams um, mm-hmm. where like the the pilots were flying through it and there was no way they could cure them and they were dying slow and painful deaths because of radiation poisoning and like you're totally right it this is a completely different enemy that we've from anything we've seen in Star Wars canon like we've seen pirates but it's like it's freaking hondo i mean like (laughs) at the end of the day hondo is an awesome character and he still has honor you know but these are truly just like cutthroat evil people you know um and i I guess i'm already talking do you want to do you want to say anything else before i (laughs) dive into my stuff now that i've completely derailed what you're saying no i think (laughs)
1: like like what you're saying is correct and like I mean, it makes kind of more sense why they were, like, kind of, like, so strong and stuff because they were kind of, like, not... I wouldn't say cheating, but
0: cheating, like... Oh, they were definitely cheating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but then again, when you're killing people, like, what is... Like, what is cheating and what's not? Like, if my enemy is behind... If I'm behind my enemy, I'm going to shoot you in the back, you know?
2: Like, oh, like, right. Well... You know, okay.
1: like, I don't... I don't okay. know. Like...
2: Andrew and I will keep note of that. for uh... a <laughs> <Yeah, don't laughs> now, now we know how you're no, going to I say
1: like in war, in con- combat in war, if you are, if I'm behind you, like guerrilla warfare, you know, like people were saying that was cheating when people started first doing guerrilla warfare. Man, that's
0: fair. So it's just like,
1: what is cheating? I don't know if you're trying to get across like you're going to win this battle no matter what, my life or yours. that is a concept that you're doing, what is cheating? I don't know. That's why I was saying like cheating. But yeah, it is kind of cheating because they were like polluting things and they, there was no formal, they didn't know what to expect and which is why they were kind of like intense.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, big surprise here. I loved them as, as a villain. I thought it was, an, a really good way and a good example of something an an enemy, a force that makes that humanizes the jedi because uh, okay so so think about think about this up until this point, right up until this point, we've had a a handful one really two I guess if you counted Ray jedi that are fighting humans in the, the form of stormtroopers, right? And we know that the stormtroopers aren't the greatest. Their helmets make them make it really hard to see things, and, you know, they're terrible shots. All those tropes, we, we, know, we understand that. But then, when we've seen the Jedi in their prime, nine times out of ten, they're fighting droids who are not effective against Force users at all, or they're fighting other Sith, which are other Force users, Right. So this is the first time we've got to see a group of intelligent to varying degrees, <laughs> sentient beings that pose a threat, sentient beings that can act in the way, because like if you think about the Clone Wars, one of the major threats that I remember was Admiral Trench, right? Yeah. It took a lot to beat Admiral Trench in the Clone Wars. This is the same thing. These are these are beings that can make those decisions, that can strategize. That can that can say, you know what, I'm throwing all morality out the window, and I'm going to sacrifice a third of my entire army just to gain a leg up. And so for me, I thought it was incredible because they start the dynamic shifts entirely from the start of the book to the end of the book, right? Where you have these three leaders in Kassiv, Lornady, and Ada, who you think are in charge. But then slowly over the course of the book, you realize they're not really in charge. And it's actually Martian Rowe. And then the interesting thing was that I picked up from reading the or listening to the audiobook, because I started the book just reading it. And I envisioned Martian Rowe in a completely different way. But then I heard his voice, the way he was portrayed by the narrator. And he he sounds, his voice is portrayed as timid and and almost weak. And and he, see, he he seems kind of unsure of himself towards the beginning of the book, but then towards the end of the book, when thing the dynamic shifts and you realize oh he's actually a genius, what what I was hearing as timid and weak suddenly becomes really creepy and like threatening. It was it was crazy the way that that happened. The voice never changed, but my perception of it and the way it sounded changed. But um, I, I love it
1: say, with Martian Roll like we had people in, in the chat earlier were mentioning like, how can we like talk about how like to explain how I like, I can't stand Martian role as a character. And I think, I don't know what they were trying to imply Cause that's like literally the f- full comment. But my guess is kind of what you were saying. Like he seemed like a little crybaby in a sense. Like that's literally what he was. Just like, and, and maybe it's because he is plotting something super evil. Because like like you were saying, also like he seemed very weak. He seemed like relying on these things to get his way. He doesn't know what to do because you know, like he he's trying to he's trying to make sure that they approve of him in the same way that they approved what his dad. Right, this his dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to make sure that they approve of him the same. But then towards the end. It kind of became like, now nah, he didn't give a frick, actually, about them at all. And he was trying to figure out how he was actually going to kill off the guy that was giving him the most uh resistance. pushback. Resistance, yeah. yeah. And that's how he ended up, like, took, taking that guy's arm off or whatever. And, like, so he seemed very weak. But then, yeah, like, towards the end of the book, he very he very much was a evil, sinister, like... Almost like yeah, like a creepier character, and I thought it was really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, I mean the the most powerful enemies we've seen in Star Wars, mainly exemplified by Palpatine, are those that play a long game. Right. They're not they're not mm. in it for single victories. They're in in it for the long planning haul. things correctly and making sure because Martian Rowe when he's talking to Loden. Aboard uh, the Gaze Electric, his his flagship, when they're in this cell area, he talks. He's like, um, "Loden's like, okay, well, tell me your plan." He's like, "No, I don't. I don't have a plan. I have goals, and right. basically, I'm going to be flexible enough to 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 just get to those goals, however I need to. Because at the end of the day, as long as I get to reach my goals, the path is it's just a path. Everything is a path." yeah and I thought that was I, was I was actually more terrifying because I'm like, not only is this guy thinking long term, but it's showing that he's adaptable and flexible and it shows that he's good at thinking on his feet enough that he doesn't necessarily need a, a you know a laid out plan, but if if he has one and something goes wrong, he's fine. you know And it's the same thing we saw in Palpatine. There were things that happened in Star Wars Canon that Palpatine never foresaw. you know but like he used them to his advantage and and i i think that's that's what's really good about him as a as a an enemy but the other thing the nihil as a whole you know it's i i love them as kind of a a looming evil because like the first the first time we see them they're ripping apart they're coordinating and they're ripping apart transports with refugees on them yeah like that's that's so evil, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, quick
2: question. Just because I wasn't, I was kind of confused by them about, about the The whole cloud aspect. Did they actually yeah. travel within a cloud of
0: something? They could. Is that what they were they, doing they though? They used, used, used gas and stuff. Yeah, they used optical illusions and like gas and stuff. Okay, because yeah. they guess,
1: were pulling like a Batman. Like when they were one place, kind of blow smoke in everywhere, and they couldn't figure Not out really.
0: where they were. All right,
2: because I, I was kind of confusing. Like they would always refer, refer to a cloud. And, like, that's the first time we see them in part one, at the end of part one, like it seems like they emerge out of a f- actual cloud of some sort. They do. But mm-hmm. then, like, after that, it wasn't as obvious. Like, that's what they...
0: Of a tactic that they used, so... Um, and, by the way, uh, one of our watchers in the chat, Drew, want, clarified, uh, they said that Cassive was annoying um, and they don't like Martian Rowe because in the beginning... They sympa they sympathized with him.
1: Oh as I'm yeah, sure many I mean, of
0: many of us did. Yeah. And then he just completely pulls a 180. But you know, is
1: that cool? And, I feel like that's a cool character.
0: Yeah, but it's not like I hate I genuinely hate him. It's more like, oh man, I really hate Palpatine for being so evil. But at the end of the day, you're like, ah, he's a, he's a good, he's a good character. You See, know?
2: But it is interesting though that like your both of your interpretations of Marsha Rowe is based on his voice. Whereas I didn't have oh, a that voice. True. And so, so obviously the twist at the end, that everything has been as planned from the beginning, like is a shocker in a sense, but like it wasn't entirely surprised because I could tell from the beginning that like there was more going on than he was letting on. And, you know, the first evidence that we see of that being definitive is when we learn about, is it Mari or Maria Santeca, whatever her name was, like, uh, Myra, I believe, whatever. Like she, like that aspect of how Martian kept her a secret. And that was like, definitely. Okay. There's definitely more going on here. And I knew that something else was happening. And so when, when it did happen, like I was surprised, Shocked by it, like yeah. how what it was, but at the same time, I was like, I was expecting something like this to happen. Where there was more to the story than we were being led on.
0: Okay, so it's interesting because I was in the same place because he talks about, you know, she asks him like, "What? A, how's your plan going? Yeah, you, you know, are you still, you still on track to do whatever you want to do?" And obviously, we don't know what that is at the time, but he says yes, and and you know, you you get the sense that there's something else there. But the interesting thing is, because of his voice, um, it came across as like the the kid who's been bullied or picked on, or you know, we see it in movies where they they plot their revenge. They're like they vow to have revenge against their their oppressors, or you know, whatever. Um, it, it, but the at the end, this is like sinister mastermind level planning. So like, it did feel like, like you said, there was something there. But in that moment, I was like, okay, sure. There's something else there. He's planning something, but I never knew it was going to be to the level of depth. Cause even, even at the end, he's like, by the way, I planned the disaster and I needed the Nihil to gain attention. And I need like, and you're like, Oh, there for me, there were aspects of it that ha- didn't even click until he said that. And I'm looking back and going, oh my gosh, this dude's a genius. And right, right. the last person we saw with this type of planning ability was Palpatine. Um, which leads me to uh, the next, one of the things that really stuck out to me, which I might be jumping the gun, you might have a question about this, but the Cylinder. At the very end. Oh, the that Martian, thing. Yep. Has. Yeah. I was going to leave that at the end for like
2: predictions on what that means, but if you want to. Oh, okay.
0: Could... No, we we can do that. Go okay. head on to your next question.
2: Okay. Well then, so then the next thing is, um, just discussion on, uh, the rest of the characters in general, the Jedi, the politicians, all the other people, like what were your thoughts on characters? Cause obviously like we, we've had a lot, um, and they all kind of bring their own part to the story, but any specific characters you want to talk about?
0: I'll I'll go. Okay. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the characters. I thought it was really cool to see a Trandoshan and a Wookiee Jedi both. Not, Just did we
2: cool. know that when Trandos
0: lose a limb that grows back. Yes. I didn't know remember I hearing did. that. I'm like, like 90% sure it's hit on in the Clone Wars during the episode where Ahsoka is being hunted. Yeah. It's either oh, that or like really. I read it in canon. Right. All all of that to say it wasn't a huge it wasn't oh. a huge surprise. I forgotten about it, but I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Um but it's super cool to see it was really cool to see P- characters like Porter Engel who Ooh, yeah, are much more experienced or like loading great storm cuz like dude Loden is is seriously powerful.
1: He literally sounds like uh, yeah. a lizard, like loading great storm. The you know how I kind of vi-
2: envisioned uh that Porter guy? How I, I kind of thought of him kind of like um uh Uncle Iroh from Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. Me too. Cuz he's like
2: because Uncle Iroh, he was, what, the dragon of the West or whatever? Because oh, he was, like, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. fiercest battle. And then, like, Porter, what was his name that he was given? The Blade given? of Bardota. Like, and he was, like, I'm never going to be that again type of thing. Like, Yeah. And, like, he seems like he's just so, cause he's 300-some years old. And, like, yeah. he's old and wise. And he's, like, making, like, soup for everyone or whatever it was. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just, like, Iroh made tea for everyone. Like, it was just, yep, like... Yeah. So I I, I want to know more about him. Like they could just do like a book on him.
0: And I'm, I'm yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I loved that there were so many like legitimately powerful Jedi and experienced Jedi in this book that had their own unique thing. Like Elzar's thing was like he just was super inventive and he found ways. Yeah. Like that incredible scene where him and Avar like basically controlled. Well, they didn't control the weather, but they they. You know encouraged the, weather, the weather whatever yeah like that dude that's this so freaking cool and then yeah. avar's four song thing and like i love that they hinted at porter's skill and then you get to actually see it you know like mm-hmm. him use his skill in action and you're like oh he actually lives up to what they're saying about him
2: i was kind of like but he almost died though like that that scene where We're
0: he Huh? He almost died because he was helping someone, though.
2: But oh, yeah! I thought it was like something like he just like did jumped out, through, did something, and then
0: like he was just exposed, and they were about to get shot, and then the dog showed up. Like, well, he was exposed because he was um, he was helping the the one woman. But I don't remember that. But I, I know
2: anyways. That- Right, but either way, I thought like he he
0: almost died too easily in that moment. Like, yeah, I mean, but it, he okay. But here's the thing, and this is something that I wanted to touch on at some point. And I'll just go into it now. I they really they they stripped the Jedi of their immortality in this book for me. Yeah, especially in the okay, so obviously beginning, like
2: when they're doing the Force network thing and Jedi are just dying, passing. Yeah, on because dying. of the strain,
0: and you're yeah. and you're like, wait a second, wait, what that. But it was also really cool
1: to see that they're all like working together throughout the whole galaxy. And Master Yoda was there too, and they're all working together. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Anyway, so I do
0: agree. Yeah, a lot of Jedi died, and they 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 stripped them of this mystic, you know, this almost mystical quality that they had. Even in the Clone Wars, like, sure, Jedi died, but it was like, I don't know. It seemed more. Well, Well,
2: Anakin had little Annie was like, you can't kill a Jedi. Right. Like, so at that point, the Jedi are seen as eternal. Like they, they can't yeah. die, but here but, they are very fragile.
0: Yeah. And I love that. I love that at the, towards the end, I was like, oh my gosh, Loden might die.
2: Oh like, god, you might. I- when, when Loden was like, I'm going to be at the ceremony that when you become a Jedi yeah. Knight. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. no, don't say that. that. I was you're, like, oh. You're bro. not going to be there. Oh no. I was, I got so much. I had to like stop after that chapter and I was like, right. I got to take a break. I also had so much anxiety.
0: <laughs> but it it was really cool to see that they were viewed, the Jedi as a whole were viewed as, sure, superhuman. They had incredible abilities that set them apart, that gave them an edge, that made them seem invincible.
2: But they couldn't shoot lasers out of their eyes, though. So we learned that. No,
0: unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, but like, they're still at the end of the day, they can still die. And yeah. and I think that was something that we, I don't know, I didn't get a very good sense for in the Clone Wars and in the, the 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 main Skywalker saga. But I loved it. And while Porter, sure, it was, it could have been a very it could have been like a throwaway death. There was even even in that moment, it talks about how he was preparing himself to die yeah. and to become part of the cosmic force, um, you know, and how like even Loden when he instructed, and you can interpret this two ways, but when he was like, "Bell, you got to go after the girl." It's been an honor to be your master. Sure, it could have been could over. have been forced, huh?
1: I thought it was game over
0: well like I, I that's the way I, I thought it. you can interpret it as Loden not you know being certain that he's gonna come back, but then you can also interpret it as Loden saying, bell, it's time to pete or get off the pot for lack of a better expression like you're gonna do this and you're gonna learn or you're gonna die and yeah. that's just the reality of the situation
2: and, and so I also like it was an honor being your master like. If you do succeed, like you said, like, yeah, right. I'm no longer your master. Like, yeah. don't call me master. Like you're a Jedi knight now. You're no longer a Padawan. So like he, yeah. for me, I was like, he had faith that he was going to yeah. be able to accomplish what he was going to accomplish. And he did. And I was like, I knew he was going to do it after, cause they're not going to kill a Padawan. Just like right falling out of the sky to his death. Like I knew that he was going to yeah. do it because they were setting it, the whole thing up about how he couldn't yeah. land. Like, so like, I knew they were going to do that, but. It was still intense.
0: Yeah, as far as the politicians are concerned, they're 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 fine. Like none none of them really stood out to me, but none of them were bad. Um, I I thought it was an, a nice little touch that um, the the Chargan aide senator. Oh, wow, I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, was was feeding information to the nihil. But I I really like Chancellor So, and I liked her because, I mean, really, because all the only chancellors we've seen have not done a very good job. That's true. But it also,
2: or one did a really good job, but it depends on how you
0: interpret it. And then, I'm going to try to say this as gent- as gently as I possibly can, but after the way things have been for the last four years in the United States, uh, reading about a leader that wants to genuinely unify and like build people up, was actually very refreshing. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. But there was one point at the at the end where she's talking about I think it might have been in her speech, but she was like, we can acknowledge and and appreciate, you know, everyone's differences and their their diversities and everything. And like she's she's giving this whole speech and I'm like, that would be really nice. <laughs>
2: Sounds so. nice. So but what I was gonna say about that that aid that you re- referred to. Um, yeah. like when the book gave the description, I was like, yeah. wait, is that the same species that was Palpatine's aid? And so I looked Masavina. it up like, it was. And cause it was funny. Cause the guy was like, or the, I can't remember if it was, was it, was Kavan? Is that was who it was? Or who was the, Cossuth? no, who was the, the aid was the, an aid to who again? Senator Noir. No, okay. Him. Um, like Noir. 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 I can't remember Noir. if it was he said it or if it was the narrator of the story said it but said everyone needs one of them I, yep. and I'm like I feel like this, this aid is an ancestor of yeah. what's his face with Palpatine Like, I don't know it is the same kind of like the same mentality of aiding evil and scheming and stuff like that so I was like there has to yeah. be, or it's just their species and they're just,
0: that's just what they do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Also, while we're on the topic of characters, just what we thought of characters, did anyone catch the name drop at the end when they were talking about the Starlight Beacon designed yeah. by renowned Jedi architect Paulo? Oh, yeah. Kild- Hildala?
1: Yeah.
0: That,
2: that's what, so... that's I thought the same thing. Pablo so Hildalgo.
0: So yeah. I. Yep. So, anyways, I thought that was funny. you, you think that was, that was that
2: intentional up. or you think that was a coincidental?
0: I think that was very intentional. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because he is kind of the architect of one of the architects of the, the Star Wars canon. Yeah. So, regardless of what you think about him, also I have a question for you Andrew specifically. Yeah.
2: How would you feel about those two
0: guard cats? <laughs> Giant cats I thought, I, I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> um I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was cool. Oh, it it just added man. an extra little bit of flair. Uh go
2: ahead to to her okay. character, I thought, I, thought, cool. I thought they were kind of cool. They're just like yeah. these giant cats, but whatever. What well, was like yeah. red and yellow or something? Like red
0: ones, red was yellow. Yeah, or it like reminded that. me of uh, the He-Man's tiger. Oh, I don't. know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it had all like the crazy colors. Yeah,
0: it had like teal and the stripes. Like red, and yeah,
1: green, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I just remember oh, uh, about the whole cat when we were
2: introduced to the cats and so was going to that was walking through that square and talking oh, yeah. about that mountain peak. Like it was like, what a couple hundred feet up still. Yeah. But like in the clone wars, when we see one episode, we just see like the top, like 10 feet of it. Cause yeah. they continued to build on top of the layers, which is, it was just a funny little, it's little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other characters you want to reference before kind of like my last thing before we do predictions. Mm-hmm. All right. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but um how do you feel about the portrayal of the Force in this book? Cuz kind of we talked about how, you know, there is this used in so many ways, but how do you think it like differed from, you know, the prequel era or however you want to talk about, it? but I just thought that the the whole Force aspect was very interesting because it was so much they did more with the force than they did with the force in the prequel era. And cause it's like, it was almost like in the prequel era, they used the force as a tool rather than like how in the high Republic, they kind of, they were kind of like, they were, they were the tools of the force in a sense. yeah. And so it kind of was like a reversal of rule of roles and i just really liked all the different ways that they used the force and like it was interesting how you know the jedi would always show up at whatever crisis or whatever and like they didn't go in with an agenda they were just like there if they needed help if they asked them for help like and they kept saying well we can do it we can or whatever it was like they didn't they didn't use the force as a tool like they were just there as the force willed it and used them and i really like the force network thing that avar used like that's probably like my favorite thing but, yeah
0: yeah i i it's for lack of a better way of describing it it felt so much more organic and natural the relationship between
1: yeah the jedi
0: and the force um and and part of that is because you know the 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 vast diversity of the way it was used and the the way people viewed it was em- emphasized but i th- it was really cool to see th- the jedi really living in harmony with it cuz i mean there are times where they're like okay i got to use the force to slow down this fragment of you know, the ship as it exits hyperspace. But then at the same time, it's like there was a lot of wording that was like, no, I'm partnering, like I'm asking the force to help. I'm going to use it this way. But it's it's more so me partnering with it to accomplish a goal for the greater good. Same thing with, um, you know, the weather thing with the Navidroids when they were overheating. Yeah. It's like we need to do this. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's going to work, but we, we, we really need to do this so it works so we can we can you know reach the end goal um and i think it made it expanded the way that i view the light side of the force in the way that the jedi talk about it in the prequels because they they did a lot of talking about it but i don't think we saw anything that was that lined up with that like you said jeremiah they did use it as more of a tool And it really put the whole difference of the way the Jedi use the light side and then the way the Sith use the dark side into perspective and how the two are vastly different. It's like the light side is like, we're partnering with the Force. We're sure we'll use it for different things and we're going to try to accomplish things with it. But at the end of the day, um, we are not insignificant, but we understand our place Mm -hmm. in the Force. Whereas the Sith are like, all right, sucker, let's go. We're doing this. I'm going to bend it to my will. Right. You know, Um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. We've got some things in the chat, too. As far as the Force stuff or just in general?
2: Drew, did you have any thoughts on the portrayal of the Force?
1: I liked it. I thought it was like, it's the kind of Force that like, if you had that many Jedi around and like that, how many, how powerful the Jedi were here, they didn't lose it. And like we were talking about earlier, like it seemed like by the time we got to episode one, like the Jedi were already starting that decline, that fall. And like, so when they're at their, their biggest, their most powerfulest, um, I feel like because they were all together, the force flew, like flowed through them a lot easier and maybe that's why they're able to do certain things that we haven't seen like all together work together to stop this ship from crashing into this or that thing this whatever that scene was in the beginning like doing all that together all over the galaxy is like almost unheard of before this moment and so but i think it's because the force was so prominent in everyday life back then too and also like there's probably a lot of, like, not, like, Force-sensitive people because the Force was so, like, everyone knew about it. So even if they weren't full-on Jedi or, like, seen from the... If they were in places where uh, the Republic couldn't see them necessarily and get a hold of them, like, there was probably a lot of people that understood even how to use the Force kind of a little bit, being Force-sensitive, Because they know what the Force is. When we see Force-sensitive people after, like, in Episode 7 and stuff, they don't really know what they're feeling because they don't even know what the Force is because no one talks about it. Like, these are dying things, you know? And so I think that's pretty cool. I just think, like, the Force is just more prominent in everyday life, and it's not, like, something that's unheard of or I haven't seen, and I think that's probably why it's so strong and they're able to do so much stuff.
0: I, I also thought it was very interesting the way that all of their many of their abilities with the force were things that as with with the force as its own being was already doing you know so like for for example they're always tapping into the force they're always opening yeah. themselves more to the force and touching the force rather than calling up you know calling upon it Mm -hmm. as we've heard in other media like this this felt very much like you know okay i'm falling i'm gonna i'm gonna reach into the force and allow it to guide me down you know it's it's already in control of the wind and and everything that's happening so i'm gonna i'm gonna just align myself with that versus pulling on it it was very much this like we're going after the force to help us you know move objects or whatever Um, You know, even with their ability to to their perception, their reflexes and their perception, you know, they're they're just tapping into a greater sense of, or a greater concept of time and a greater sense of awareness and stuff. It it, it feels very much like the Force is already a thing around them and they're just accessing it rather than in the prequels. It felt like there was a lot of like, I'm going to draw on the Force to do this jump. I'm going to draw on the Force to enhance my abilities rather than the way that it was portrayed here. Yeah. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So. And then, so the
2: last thought I'll have on the force will, um, tie into the whole prediction thing. So it will be a okay. transition, but I thought the whole thing at the end with, uh, Loden being coming weak with the force because he's b- being surrounded by, uh, darkness and people being tortured and stuff. Like, I thought that was a, like, I don't know how, that fits into our understanding of the force in the Skywalker saga. Cause it's like in the Clone Wars, that's surrounded by death and like suffering and crazy battles. Like you would think that that would cause, you know, the Jedi to in those moments of battle get weak. But I guess again, with the whole war thing that causes darkness the cloud of the darkness, which weakened the Jedi. So like, I guess it's it's on a, maybe like a different aspect of it, but I thought it was really interesting that Loden couldn't do anything, really. Like, he was just... Like, he has had all of his Force sensitivity, like, removed. And so... But I well, think that whole, that's part of... That the, whole scene was just a good scene, I thought.
1: Yeah, oh, I think that's just I, I part of it. the... The thing was, like, some people's Force using is separate than other people, and I think that's just part of
0: it, like... Well, like, and there's affected fact th-
1: differently than others.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know if it, that, if, I mean, sure you're, you're right. Uh, I think the the thing that stuck out to me was, I think Marcia and Rose said those things, they don't weaken his sensitivity to the force more. So they obstruct it because mm. it, 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 he says that it made it more difficult for him to grasp the force to, to reach out and touch the force. Because there was something blocking, blocking his his attention and and really, you know, taking up a lot of because because force sensitive people naturally can sense emotion better and sense fear and feelings and all these things, and so it's it's like trying to, you know, if you're playing classical music, but then you play like simultaneously like a rock tune much yeah. louder. You you can there's still moments where you can hear it. You know, it's still there, but it's so much more difficult yeah, to grab that, that thing yeah i guess
2: i just remembered a thing from the clone wars when obi-wan like that whole slave arc where obi-wan gets enslaved and he's down in the dungeons like doing slave labor like i guess that's similar where he lost his ability to use the force in a sense like or his it was blocked because of all the suffering that he was experiencing and what was going around him so i was that just came to my mind, but
0: yeah. So that brings us to predictions. What is that purple glowy thing? <laughs> so I initially thought it was a lightsaber hilt, but I don't think it is. No, because it.
2: Part of me wants to think that it's somehow related to like, like the, the night sisters' magical use of the force type of thing. I, I, cause that's, that's the only thing that I could do because it was something that was a threat to the Jedi specifically. And I'm like, how is this glowy thing going to cause all the suffering that we see Elzer Mancy in a uh, vision yeah. throughout the galaxy? So I was like, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you think? I guess what is Martian Rose goals? What is this purple thing? And what do you think is going to happen in the next book?
0: Because the next book is called The Rising Storm. Rising Storm, yeah. Um, I So it's interesting because it's described as three hands, hand links long. Yeah. And it's metal and stone and uh, inscribed or designed that, you know, put laid into the design of, of the cylinder around it is like people like the faces of people that are screaming and chains and, f- and flames. So like, it's very, obviously it's evil. It's an evil object, whatever. Um, and when he took it out, it's, it was, he said it was, was it warm? I know it started glowing, but I can't remember if it was. Can't yeah. Um, but it started glowing purple and that's an interesting, you know, that's, that in and of itself is, is very interesting. Cause like all the night sister stuff is like green, you know? um, but I don't. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what this is. I'm wondering if it's I like a Sith have literally artifact. No,
1: no thoughts at all. About yeah, it. I don't know. Um,
0: but it's evident that Martian's goal is the destruction of the Jedi. Sure, it's the Republic, but I, he has a grudge and he has a backstory. You know, because like towards the end of the book, it, there's a line where it's like, yeah, his family had trusted the Jedi once, once, and they basically. They learned that was a mistake, you know, and so he's been hurt by the Jedi. And I think this whole thing is going to be the destruction of the Jedi Order. He wants to destroy the Jedi. Let me just
2: read the one sentence out of that. Um, After he pulls it out and it gives a description, Um, it says, this thing was almost as fully to blame for what happened to his ancestors as the Jedi. But that was an old story and this was a new time. He could accomplish what they had not. So do you think that reference earlier in the book where the Jedi were reduced to just a few, that this object did that? Maybe. Just, just like Martian's oh. ancestors? Maybe. So I, I wonder if it's, well, it's it's a Sith
0: thing or something, like if his ancestors he, are the Sith. or like And that, remember, it does say that Martian's not his actual name. Yeah. I... Don't remember that part, but it's towards the end. Well, maybe I've where yeah, but. where he was when he takes off his mask, and he was like, it was like this is the first time the the Nihil saw his yeah. face, and there was a lot of things they didn't need they didn't know about him. Like he Martian Roe wasn't even his real name, but that didn't matter. And so it's there's a lot of mystery surrounding this character, and then of course you know this this vision that Elzar Man has where the Jedi are fleeing and they're just terrified, but everything's shrouded in the same purple light. I don't, I don't know, but I'm very excited for the second book. (laughs) I want to say it has to be
2: related to dark force users, the Sith or some, because we know that the Sith are in existence in the universe right now, somehow, but they're just in hiding. Yep. And so, I don't know if Plagueis is around at this point. We don't know if
0: what, but like, I don't know. There's a part of me that like, that kind of hopes it's not the Sith. Because I'm like, oh, here we go. What if he is Plagueis? Do we
1: have like a description of what Martian world looks like? Well, he's a
0: person. Human. Yeah, like he's that? like a blue skinned person. Oh, is he? He's blue skinned. Yeah, they have an oh. official oh, uh, yeah. concept art for him out, and oh, he's no. like kind of buff. He's got long, long fingernails, so he but he's not, a, he's not a he's not he's not a mun. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. There, then. Yeah, but like, there's a part of me that's like, you know, it would be really cool if he had something. Sure, maybe it's a Sith artifact, but maybe it wasn't directly related to like a Sith pulling the strings in the background. Because I'm like, you know. I just want to know the plague
2: of story. I just want that to be a thing. Like I want yeah. to know. I want to. I want to. Maybe that Acolyte show like... will be what we get introduced to for the Sith. But
0: yeah, I'm maybe. Just, I just I just want some Sith action. That's all I want. I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> know that oh, just so good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, I will say that obviously we're gonna get to see. The Nihil become much of a much more of a larger threat across the galaxy. Yeah, they're just on book. like one corner of the galaxy, right? Yeah, they're just in the outer rim. But like this, it was even just like
2: one corner of the outer yeah. rim, It wasn't just the the rim as a yeah. whole.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll get to see them expand, and obviously, I think we're gonna get to see the Jedi start to lose pretty badly in this next book. Yep. Yep. So, sure. that those are my predictions.
2: Do you think of any of the Jedi that we have right now, do you think will die? Like, um, there's, there's I Var, Elzer, Bell, um, Load, I don't Loden. think. Like, those are the top four. And you got the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 oh God, the Wookiee Padawan. Like, we got him. Yeah. Like, or Yaga. Yeah. Like, we have those ones by name.
0: And they're being set up as. I think if anybody does, it's going to be Loden first, at least, which sucks because I really, I really like his character a lot. I really
2: want to see Bell and Loden together, so he can be.
0: I want to see that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be him, Um, though. I think Martian's going to keep him around because he apparently, you know, he's like you and I have, you know, great things to accomplish together. He obviously he's got a a reason for him to be there um i i don't know this book made me realize that like any jedi could die depending on the story at any time True. so like i we know that yoda doesn't die and like yariel poof yariel Yari yariel whatever he, he's still alive in the prequels he's a council member in the prequels and there's another oh, council member which one is it's like uh the one with the long neck he looks like a q-tip
1: oh yeah 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 Oh, the guy that
0: I thought was a Kaminoan, but I realized like a couple months ago, was not a Kaminoan. (laughs) Yeah, that's Yariel. Yariel. Oh, Yariel. Poof. And then there's another one, uh, Rancis. Oh shoot, what was his name? Something Rancis. Anyways, he's he's on the council in the Phantom Menace. So we know like the two of them, Yoda, don't die, you know. But uh, as far as the rest of the people go. I'm sure I'm sure there's gonna be some deaths in this next book. I hope well, it's not Bell. I love Belle. Yeah. His character. I like Belle. Um But we will see.
1: Now, my one question for you guys do you guys think that any of these characters are gonna be the the main characters for the movie?
0: The ruin okay. movie. So here's yeah. here's what we know. We know the next movie is coming out in 2023 and we know the next movie is Rogue Squadron. Yep. We also know that Taika Waititi has a movie. That's the movie I'm implying. Right. Which at that point we're talking 2025 or 26? Well, I would say I'm assuming
2: 24. If you're doing 23 and then 24, I I was assuming.
0: Oh. Well even still, we're talking all three years. We're talking years. Right. I I'd love to see a live action portrayal of some of these things. Sure. I just don't know how relevant the characters are still going to be unless they're planning to keep them around like really long term the way that they did with Obi-Wan and Anakin and all all those people. Um I don't know. I I would say depending on the way the narrative goes and the way that they're trying to tell the story over a span of time. I mean, like obviously we're getting acolyte and that takes place in the last days of the high Republic, but I don't, man, I want it to be a thing. I do. I just don't, I just don't know how far removed we're actually going to be from this stuff by the time that happens. That's fair. So, and who knows, maybe this will be a new set of characters that we're going to stay with for a while in a way that seven, eight, nine really couldn't accomplish. Interesting. That'd you know, cool. maybe maybe we're getting a long last group be of people. About,
1: like the first three books. Yeah, maybe. So I kind of want to see before what's his name became the eye. The I, I want to see like his dad's journey. I think way. we're gonna
2: get that. I think we'll get a lot of flashback type stuff. Yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. But I, I really want to know more about the Santecas. Oh. oh, yeah. Because they're holding on a lot of stuff that they're not sharing, and yeah, they know about.
0: Yeah, they definitely know about. Hey everyone, Andrew here, and uh, just a quick note. I'm sure you're wondering why the episode ended the way it did just now, and that is because, uh, among a slew of other technical difficulties that we had while recording this specific episode, I realized uh, while I was trying to import our audio and edit everything down uh, to be published that for whatever reason. Our recording software that we use stopped recording my audio channel right after uh, what you just heard. So luckily, it only cut off the last nine or so minutes of the podcast, uh, but it's still a bummer. So just wanted to explain that really quickly and uh, do a more formal outro since you didn't get to hear one, uh, the one that we had in the recording. Uh, One quick reminder is that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Um if you don't know anything about them, you should definitely go to Wesleyandrews.cc and read all about them. But they're based out of Minneapolis. They make fantastic coffee and tea products. Um and they have a subscription service that you can use the code empire15 with a capital E, no space. So that is Empire15 at checkout to get a uh 50, that is 50% off discount on your first subscription purchase. Uh they make really awesome stuff and you should definitely check them out. But thank you for your understanding, uh, and thank you for listening to this episode. Without further ado, you have been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.